This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis coming back again in your home, in your airplane, your boat, wherever you are. I'd like to hear from some of you. Let me hear from you. Would you do that? I have folks that uh, send money here, but they don't write anything. Would you write me a little note? Say, Trailblazer, I appreciate it. And I've been saved so many years. The Lord won't Lord save me. I'd like to be saved. Let me know. Let me know. And then, and then say, Trailblazer, uh, I'm praying for you. Oh, Trailblazer, I've never met you in my life. I think sometimes you're an old cook, but I'm praying for you. Did you know I have folks write me and tell me that? And they say, I want to help you. Here's a dollar or ten or five or fifty, whatever. And uh, I, I told you about the, I, I asked folks to dig up the old coffee can in the backyard and send me a hundred dollars. And I've, I've made that statement several times. Back when I was a kid out in the country, folks used to bury their money in a quart jar in the backyard and uh, maybe a cola can or or a carbide can or something like that. So I asked folks, I said, dig up that old can, coffee can, and send me $100. Well, this fellow sent me a, a Folgers coffee can with $20 in it. He said, Trailblazer, that's all I had to spare was $20. So I appreciate it. I wrote him back and appreciate it. So would you do that? You don't have to have a can. But just go there and look and see uh, what you can afford to send the old Trailblazer. Help get out the gospel. You want to get the gospel out? Then help me with it. Let's go back to our study. We're looking there at how Christ died on the cross as our substitute, covered our, uh, paid all our sin debt. But let's look at this picture. Christ's death on the cross as our substitute was the digging out of the gold of grace from the deep mines of the Christ's sufferings. This is the redemption money, my friend. It's redemption money. You know, when, when, when somebody pays your debt, they've got to have money to do it with. This is the price of our redemption. What is the price of our redemption? The death of Christ. The death of Christ on the cross. But the resurrection of Christ from the tomb was the meaning of the gold, with the Father's impress upon it and his current coin of heaven. Then, my friend, if you take your place as a sinner... And if you'll admit that you deserve to die, if you see there's no hope for you outside of Christ, then come. Come. That's who can come to Christ, my friend. His death and resurrection is your redemption money that buys your way into heaven. And it's the only redemption money that God will accept. When you come offering the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ, as your redemption money, you come as a sheer object of mercy. You see, the Lord God of heaven furnishes everything. And if you will not take your place as a sinner and come to Christ, there's no salvation for you. That's right. The Lord has paid the full price, but if you won't come there, if you won't come there, no, if you won't come, let me just tell you this little story right quickly. Dr. Copeland, one of our great old evangelists, <clears throat> told me this story, and I can't tell it like he did. He was an old Westerner out there in the tech, West Texas and had a lot of stories about the West. But he said this man came into this little Texas town one Saturday, and he put up a, uh, went to the little newspaper and made, had some handbills printed. And he had that handbill printed, and he gave a boy some, a quarter or two to take it and nail it up around town. And the handbill said, any man, woman, that comes to my room at the certain hotel by 11 o'clock Sunday morning 
and brings a, a list of all that he owes, I'll pay those bills. Well, that went through the town uh, with a with a with a thudder. Man, what's this old man up to? What is he up to? What's he gonna do? Why do you want to do something like that? Why you don't? I don't believe nothing like that. I don't believe nothing like. Well, anyhow, Sunday morning came, and nobody had come. Clock got close to eleven o'clock, and finally this one couple came in. He said, "Shut the door, please, ma'am. Shut the door, please, sir." Let me have your bills. He didn't, I don't know how much it was. He didn't say, but he said, and just have a seat over there now. And he wrote him a check for over how much money it was. He said, y'all just have a seat over there till after 11 o'clock. And they did. So after 11 o'clock, uh, they got up and went out. People said, did he pay it? Did he pay it? Did he pay it? Oh, yes. They held up the check. Said, here's the check. He paid it. We going now. We going. But it was too late. He said at eleven o'clock the offer ended. And only that one couple came, my friend. And he paid everything they owed, every nickel, every penny. Just exactly like the Lord Jesus Christ did. And one day, my friend, one day that that offer is gonna run out. Christ, Christ holds out hope today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is when your sins can be forgiven. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month after you live a life of sin. Well, they didn't believe that old man. That old man is crazy. Who ever heard of such a thing? But he did. But he did, my friend. This is a true story. They tell me it's a true story. And so I'm telling you a true story here this morning, today, that Christ has paid your sin debt in full. You folks who write me occasionally, I could call your name, but I won't. You say, well, Pastor, what do I have to do to be saved? Trust the Lord. What do I have to do? Drop dead. Drop dead. This same old man, old old evangelist, someone asked him, Pastor, how to be saved? He said, drop dead. What do you mean by that, trailblazer? I mean, give up. Give up. Give up. Have you ever given up? Struggle, struggle, struggle hard with sin all your life. The Lord starts to deal with your heart and you cannot understand. You cannot seem to believe that Christ died for you. Me? Christ died for me? No way. No way. But my friend, he did. But you keep on. The Bible says strive to enter in. Are you striving to be saved? No, you're not. You run in hell bent for leather out there running after sin, doing what you want to do, having your way. And, and, you know, the Bible says, ye will not come to me that you might have life. The Lord knows your heart, my friend. Oh, but listen, the old trailblazer would be so happy if he would know, if he could know that some of you are trusting the Lord even today that you're heading for that uh, hotel to get that bill paid. That's what that man did. He, he stayed there in his room until that one couple came. Don't you know he was there prepared to pay every bill of every individual in that town? And after that couple came out, said, Yes, Mr. So-and-so paid our bill. Boy, they flocked to that door. And he done barred the door and gone out the back. He, he, he proved his point, my friend. But listen. Now, let's look at another picture, and that is Christ's death on the cross was a digging of the well of salvation with stern labor and toilsome work through the rocks of suffering into the deepest caverns of misery. 
Christ dug the well of salvation in his own death on the cross. But his resurrection from the tomb was the springing up of the water of life. Go there and read John 4.14. He invites all the thirsty travelers to come and drink. And then over there in Isaiah it says, Ho! Everyone, come. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. My friend, listen. In, in essence, it doesn't cost you one thing to be saved. But in reverse, it costs you everything. The Bible says, He that forsaketh not all that he hath cannot be my disciple. My friend, it's a giving up. Surely it is. But the Lord gives you grace to give up. Can you, can you, can you, can you just stop and use a little, maybe I call it maybe a little common sense? Are, are you want to go to hell? Do you want to be lost forever? No, Pastor, I don't want to be lost. Salvation's not a sentimental thing, my friend. Salvation is a fact. It's facing facts that you are a sinner and that your punishment is death and eternity in hell because of the sin debt that you owe. And you're not willing, you're not willing now to, to come to Christ, confessing your sins, taking the blame. You say, well, what do you mean, Trailblazer, taking the blame? Well, you're to blame. You're to blame for the death of Christ. You're to blame that your family is busted up and your children are scattered and your wife is gone out. You're to blame, my friend. You're to blame that your children are on drugs and running after the world. You're to blame. You say, how so? Because you didn't bring them up in the nurture and the admonition. The old trailblazers are just telling it like it is, folks. You're to blame. You're to blame. Did you know if your children go to hell, you're to blame? Why? How can you say that, trailblazer? Because you never brought them up. You never took them on your knee and read the scriptures to them and prayed with them. They never saw you pray. They never, never saw you even ask grace at the table. They never saw you. They just knew when they got a little older that you was out honky-tonking and running around and having an affair on your wife, and your wife was running one way and you was running the other. You are to blame. Both of you is to blame, my friend. But the Lord will forgive you if you come to him. But you stay in that state. Well, I'm not to blame. No, I'm not to blame. I heard this story about these two men. They had fallen out. Somebody tried to get them back to speaking to each other, and one of them said, "Well, I wouldn't have done what I did if you hadn't have said what you said." Well, wasn't that wasn't that wasn't uh, taking the blame? No, I wouldn't have done what I'd done if you hadn't have said what you said, my friend. Did you know you will take the blame? You will take the blame. You will take it at the at the judgment seat of God at the great white throne of judgment, only you won't be able to say anything. You won't be able to argue. No, no. I've seen some, some, some jury trials where, they, where the guy was convicted of some serious crime, and when he was pronounced guilty, he jumped up and went to screaming and hollering at the judge and hollering at the jury and hollering at the lawyer. You won't be able to do that. You won't be able to blame the Lord. You, your mouth will be stopped, my friend. You will be shut up. Why not shut up now? And come before the Lord, shut up. Why not come before the Lord now, taking the blame, the old sinner, uh, to blame? I'm the sinner, Lord. The old trailblazer tells you the Lord died for such a sinner. But my friend, has your will ever been broken? 
The old trailblazer must ask you, has your will ever been broken? Have you ever taken the blame for anything, my friend? I don't see many folks taking the blame. The children get expelled from school. Well, it's not my child's fault. He's a good boy. I see those people on the street now. A thug gets shot down on a dope deal, and the next day, the morning paper, the mama said, Well, my boy was a good boy. He never did anything wrong. No, he was a thug because you never raised him right, but yet she's defending him. My friend, the judgment of God is falling upon those people who will not repent, and they're getting shot down. You've never seen a crime rate in, in most of the crimes. It's now is drug deals going to riot. But, my friend, the Lord knows all about those things. The old trailblazer just trying to be patient with you and kind to you and asking you to turn to the Lord, take the blame. Your children unruly, take the blame. But if they're small, start now. Start now to bring them up. Put them in Sunday school where there's a good teacher there that teaches them the scriptures and teaches them the things of the Lord. The old trailblazer running out of time and uh, getting on down in the end of the week. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday bring you another study, maybe wind up this section, and next time we'll be looking at that fountain of cleansing. But in the next study, we're going to wind up this, uh, how the Lord paid our sin did. If you would, uh, if you like this old times, old sound preaching, help me with the broadcast. You may say, well, I don't care a thing about your old trailblazer. Well, that's okay. I won't get mad with you. But uh, help me with the broadcast. If you will, it'll do you good, do your heart good. And then pray for me. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my and my phone number here is area code 225-664-8658. Goodbye. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 